Live from MoLite Studios in the heartland of America, it's your Monday morning jolt of hot photography tips with a frothy topping of the latest product news from Godox, MoLite, and more. Welcome to the Monday Morning Cup of Mo with your host, the man who put the Mo in MoLite, Michael Mowbray. Good morning and welcome to the Monday Morning Cup of Mo. I'm your host, Michael Mowbray. Each week I pour a cup of coffee and I explore a single topic related to professional photography. So thank you very much for joining me. If you've been listening to my series of podcasts, you might notice a trend. I'm often taking on the problems that I see in the industry. I try to educate everyone on what these issues are and hopefully provide some insight and a few ideas on how to fix the problems. Today, I'm taking on pricing, or what I call the race to the bottom of the barrel. There seems to be a competition to be the cheapest or to provide the most for a low price. And it's frustrating to see this. If you lead with price, you take out all of the emotion and you diminish the perceived value of photography. And portrait photography is first and foremost an emotional product. It hurts the industry by overall devaluing photography. It hurts the local marketplace. If you have someone with adequate skill who is lowballing everyone else, they may take 100 people out of the marketplace, and many of those 100 would have or could have been willing to pay more. That's a tragedy that I want to delve into deeper today. So let's do some hypothetical math. Get some more coffee if you need to, because we're, we're doing some math here. Let's say 100 people, we're talking about 100 customers, pay $250 and they get 25 edited photos. And that's the type of pricing I encounter all the time. I have people complaining about it. I see people doing this in, um, in mentoring sessions and things like that. Um, $250 and they get 25 edited photos. Heck, I've often seen 50 or even 100 edited photos for this price. Which begs the question, do people really want or need 50 family photos? Or 50 mediocre senior photos? Why is it about quantity and not quality? That's big mistake number one. But let's get back to the math. So you got 100 customers at $250 each, and that creates $25,000 in gross sales. That's gross sales. Not income, not profit, gross sales. So what has to come out of that money? Well, your camera equipment, so your camera body or camera bodies, because you really should have a backup. If you're professional, you have backup gear. Because if your camera breaks, and it will break at some point, what do you do for all those sessions you have the rest of the week? And your lens or lenses, your camera bag to haul everything around, your computer gear and hard drives, software like Photoshop and Lightroom, etc. Lighting equipment, although I'm going to assume that our example photographer is natural light only, but I'll save that topic for a different podcast because that's a whole other thing I want to tackle. Uh, what about a website and hosting? Or maybe they only have a Facebook page, which is free in a way. But I also see Facebook and Instagram accounts get frozen. 
gets stolen or deleted all the time. And if all your eggs are in one basket and it's on social media where you do not control the data, the social media company does. Facebook owns the space, Instagram owns the space, whatever. That can get frozen, stolen, deleted, whatever, and then you have nothing. So think about having a website if you don't. What about the cost of gas? Ooh, now there's a hot topic. What about wear and tear on the car to get you to each session? What about insurance? Do you have liability insurance? Well, what if little Lexi falls out of the tree that you put them in? You could get sued for all of the hospital bills plus more for negligence. They could take everything you have if you don't have liability insurance that covers that. Depends on also how your business is set up, too. I'm going to assume if you're charging $250, you're probably not set up as a corporation. What about insurance that covers your gear if it's stolen at the park or out of your car? Many homeowners policies won't cover this if you are operating as a business. Are you getting paid? Then you are operating as a business. Are you collecting and remitting sales tax? Or are you uh, remitting the sales tax out of that $250, which is crazy? What about health insurance? Heck, that alone could be $25,000 a year because I recently priced that again. It's easy to find policies that are $2,000 plus per month. What if you're renting studio space? That alone could easily be $25,000 a year or more. The point is... In this example, $25,000 may initially sound like a nice add-on income. I'm going to assume this is add-on income because $25,000 as a single income is not very good right now. Not very good 10 years ago. But when you run the numbers, really, really run the numbers, you realize you make hardly anything at all for all the time you need to spend to market to get 100 sessions. Photograph 100 sessions. Download and back up 100 sessions. Edit all of the photos for 100 sessions. Deliver 25 or 50 or even 100 photos for 100 sessions. Plus all the time interacting with 100 different customers, all the emails, all the texts, all the phone calls, Facebook messages, meetings, and so on. From what I have seen, I'm going to guess that each of those 100 sessions really equates to about 8 hours of time. Interacting with the customer, photographing the session, editing the session, everything involved with the session. If you're honest, it's probably about eight hours for each. That's 800 hours spent, likely on top of holding down another job or having kids too. Wow, (laughs) that's a lot of time. Let's take the math further. Let's assume that the real take-home pay is about 33%, which is coincidentally Pretty close to the national average for photographers. On average, the net profit is about one-third of gross sales. But that's assuming that it's a pretty well-run business. But let's be generous and assume that the hypothetical photographer I'm talking about takes home one-third of sales after paying for all the other things I've mentioned. That ends up being a little over $8,000. Oh, by the way, we didn't talk about income tax yet, but that's a whole different thing. For what I am guessing is about 800 hours of work, or about $10 per hour for all the time, talent, investment, risk, 
creativity, heartache, in dealing with tons and tons of drama and bullshit. Because it ain't all puppies and ice cream now, is it? So why? Why is this what has become the standard business model for many photographers? Well, the number one reason, and this absolutely floors me, is because that's what they saw other people were doing. There's no business rationale there. It's what other people are doing. No examination of costs, no projection of profit margins, no understanding of the elasticity of price. Just, yeah, that's what other people are charging, so that's what I should charge. It makes me want to pull my hair out. You assume that the other people are making money. But what if the first person who does that, the person who set the standard, doesn't have a clue? And I'm going to submit, they didn't. They don't. And you're following them? So you assume that the other people are making money, but they're not. So you end up with fully half or more of the photographers in any given marketplace, because I see this all around the country. They're depressing the entire market for everyone by charging less than what they are worth, making little to no money whatsoever, and pulling out most customers out of the marketplace for better photography. Photography that many or even most of these customers would be willing to pay more for. But Michael, photography is my passion. Photography is your passion? How about you make business your passion? How about you make income and profit your passion? Just because something is your passion doesn't mean you have to give it away for free, you knucklehead. Make your business your passion. It just happens to be photography, something that you enjoy. That's what's called being in business. So let me ask you this. Of the 100 customers in the marketplace who paid $250 for their session and photos, how many would have paid $500? My best guess, and if you know me, my guesses are always very close. Makes my wife nuts because I can take a guess on just about anything and be within a couple of percentage points because you know why? I pay attention. I pay attention to things and I know numbers. So my guesses are always very close because they're rooted in experience, knowledge, and math. And my best guess is 60 to 80% of those 100 customers would have been willing to pay at least $500. So let's split that and we'll call it 70%. So 30% of those 100 customers, so 30 people, would have paid $250 and no more. That was their cap. But 70% would have paid at least $500. At least $500. That's the key part there. Okay, of those 70 people, how many would have been willing and able to pay $1,000 for a quality photography product and experience? From my experience, my best guess is about half. And then, how many would have been willing to invest up to $2,000 in photography that they were delighted with, where they had a great experience, where they received a truly high-quality custom photographic product, whether that's an al album and wall portraits or even just high-quality digital images? Yeah, maybe 5% of the original 100. So if you run all of these numbers you realize that the market value for this, 100, uh, this set of 100 customers was actually around $65,000. This is what gets me surly. By underpricing and undervaluing their work, our hypothetical average photographer stole $40,000 from the marketplace. 
because they only charge 25000 And that group of 100 people were willing to pay 65000 Yes, I said stole. Because the market would have been very willing to pay $65,000 collectively for the photography they received. Instead, they paid $25,000. That extra 40000 could have gone to other photographers who were willing to charge what needed to be charged to help them feed their families. By not understanding the economics of pricing and business, these artificially low prices hurt everyone else. Because beyond ensuring that no one is making any profit, they also keep training the marketplace that this is the price that everyone should be paying for photography. So it's a vicious cycle. Customers think that this is all they should pay for good custom photography. So now you get price resistance because that's what we've been training them that photography should cost. It has very little value. Put a stop to it. Now, understand your costs first of all. Determine how much money that you need in order to not only survive, but to be happy. Happy is nice. And receive fulfillment from your career. Ignore what everyone else is charging. And this is the hardest thing for people to do. But you know what? Don't assume that Joe Blow Photography down the street is making any money. So ignore what they're doing. Quit being a lemming and say no to following all of the other lemmings as they jump off the cliff. Know your true worth and value. Have confidence in charge what you are worth and you deserve. When you compete on price, you make photography a commodity like fast food or gas. And even those commodities know how to make money. Do you think any oil companies are losing money right now? Do you think they're passionate about gas? Or are they passionate about profit? Photography is is an emotional product. It's an emotional purchase. No one needs to purchase photography. You need gas to get to work. You don't need photography of your child or your family. You'd like to have it. You want to have it. But do you need it? No. It's an emotional purchase. As soon as you bring price into the equation, you begin to make it a rational purchase instead of an emotional purchase. And it's anything but rational. So quit leading with price. Lead with the emotional side. Tap into the emotions of your customers. The price will be there somewhere. Just stop making it all about price and everyone benefits. You, the industry, and yes, even your customers because you will focus on what is important. Delivering a product that meets their emotional needs regardless of the price. Here's the latest news from Godox and Molite. The new XO series of focusing deep parabolics are on sale now at Molite. Available in 150 centimeters, which is 60 inches, or 120 centimeters, which is 48 inches, the XO parabolics come with a focusing rod that allows you to precisely position your light within the parabolic shape in order to create precise lighting structure. You adjust the light to increase or decrease the focus and spread of light. Now, these are popular lighting tools used by fashion and commercial photographers all around the world at the highest level. And now they are available and on sale at a price that is attractive for most photographers. Check out the XO Parabolic Modifiers at www.gomolite.com. 
Thank you again for joining me for a Monday morning cup of Mo. Please subscribe and follow, and I will be posting more information on the podcast Facebook group, so be sure to follow that as well. And join the Monday Morning Cup of Mo podcast group where you can ask questions, suggest topics, and join the rest of the community as we grow this together. Talk to you next week.